1: hey everybody welcome to the rotowire fantasy football podcast jeff erickson here with chris liss it is monday january 10th it is the, the the playoffs are finally upon us. We are wrapping up week 18. We don't even have a Monday night game. We are truly wrapping up week 18 after a pretty wild weekend. Started off really lame, I, I thought. And then it, it had this crescendo to actually interesting stuff that happened, Chris.
2: Yeah, I thought it was a really enjoyable weekend. I didn't, you know, so a couple of good things happened for me this weekend. I didn't have much on the line, so I just watched the game with pretty much Let's see what happens, you know, and then I did have the uh, force the bet Jaguars long I shot know. against you, which was yes. fun. And then, you know, I was rooting for chaos for that, you know, Sunday night kneel down fest that we, I was hoping to see, which something even weirder happened, which is the whole we'll get into that, obviously. Uh, and then, you know, I went 12 and four against the spread. I always kill it in week 17, 18. Now this last week, I don't know why I want to go back for like five years. It's like ridiculous. And I don't know why. I'm not having a great year against the spread. I take the Giants way too often. Um, I've you know done some stupid things, but uh, but every last week I always crush it. I won. Okay, so I've got a home pool, and it's not a lot of money. It's like uh, 125 to get in. There's like 14 people in it, but every week you know the winner of the week gets paid. And I've only won two weeks, but if there's a tie, you know that goes on to the next week. So I've only won two weeks, but both those weeks were triple weeks. So I won basically six weeks by winning two weeks. And I just won this last one at 12 and four. Oh. So that was fun. And it was just, you know, it was just a, a, a cool uh, weekend of football. Now the Chiefs Broncos, I had the, I had the Broncos plus 10 and that was good. They barely hang on, held on because the Chiefs were on the five yard line when they knelt it out. But the Broncos were going to win. They had Melvin Gordon running the ball. They're up one with, with less than eight minutes left. They're driving down the whole field. And Melvin Gordon just like costs it up. And the dude runs it back like 84 yards for a touchdown. And all of a sudden, the Chiefs are winning. That was like the worst giveaway well, yeah. of a game I've ever seen. It was like, oh, wait, we're in control of this game. We're going to knock the Chiefs down. The Bengals are going to have to play this weekend. It was going to be a whole different thing. And all of a sudden, um, they just were like, ah oh, you know what? I'll just fumble and let you get a touchdown. and Now it's over.
1: Well, and in fairness to Gordon, I mean, he barely had the ball in his hands when he got right. hit. I, I think so. I think that's part of it is that he just got crushed. It was a bad block, but still, yeah. I think it was kind of ironic that uh, Melvin Gordon, who had a big game prior to that, was the better of the two backs in that game, was the guy that coughed up. And then it was a, f- not only that, that it was a fumble six. I mean, the, the fact is that nobody else hustled back. The only guy hustling back to try to make the tackle was the quarterback, Drew Locke. And half-assed, was,
2: though. It was very half-assed. Yeah, he got
1: outrun by a linebacker, yeah. uh, which is kind of funny. After running for two touchdowns earlier, uh, but everything was half assed in that game. The, okay, so even after that the, the, they get down to the Chiefs 14 on fourth and nine, 13 and maybe the 13 and they kick the field goal down seven. So even if you stop the Chiefs, guess what? you still need a touchdown.
2: Yeah, yeah kicking yeah.
1: the field goal was nutless, especially yeah. when you're going against the chiefs who I know they're not the same chiefs as previous years, but come on, do you really want to count on okay, we're gonna get we're gonna stop Mahomes. We got this no problem. You no, know, the air went out of the balloon they had that one big conversion that one big play right away and after that you could see the broncos were just totally deflated and it was all over and the funny thing is like listening to the i was i heard this in the i was you know i was in the car at the time for this like hearing them defend the field goal kick like we were i was out to lunch with my daughter and right after they went for the kick we like okay let's go this game's over they screwed okay. up i get in the car like i all listen to it anyhow and I hear the. I don't even know who the the the, the now analyst guy is it's a former player, and us, it's not the usual same good like radio crew. And he's like, oh oh, they're, they're at the fans are asking to make a crazy decision to go for it. He's like the one guy that's still out living outside the box. There, you yeah, know, everybody yeah. else. I, I read your article this morning. Yeah, it's like yeah. he's still in the outside. He's still in that. He's in his little cozy little kick is good box. Right. Every kick is good, <laughs> and he's like, oh, it'd have been crazy if you're listening to the crowd. Oh, because you can just stop them and get it back. You mean stop them and then still try to score a touchdown? Okay, sure. Okay, sure, Jan. Okay, I mean, come on. So that was, but I had, but I was on the Broncos, you know, so it was fine. I was like, it was beautiful.
2: I mean, the fact that 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 they they preserved the cover, they they let them get each first down just to the five yard line and then they could kneel it out. And it was close. Like they only knelt it out by a couple of seconds. I was like, man, I really don't want them to start running the ball, trying to score. Because you know that happens if, th- if there's like 10 seconds that are going to be left and they have to give it back. Instead of kneeling, they might just run it forward. And Najee Harris. Enough.
1: Najee Harris all over again.
2: Yeah, he exactly. just decides
1: he's going to score.
2: Yeah. You want, you want to know something funny? The guy I do the Iowa radio show, Scott Unash, he told me he lost by half a point in his championship on the Najee Harris play on the Monday oh, night. Like no. half a point after he got loose, including all the yardage and the touchdown, he lost by half a point on that play. So I thought that was I saw, I told them we get all these terrible calls on our XM show where people are purporting to have bad beats and they're just like garden variety losses. and right. I was like that that would be that would have qualified as a good one, losing on like the very last significant play in the Monday night game. but uh yeah, that was stupid that and the Dallas game was annoying because I was like, oh, you know I got uh I got seven on uh, the Eagles and it went down to three and a half. Well, oh, I got closing line value, Jeff. I got closing line value. I must be a genius. so. You know the game starts. The Eagles score a touch, and I'm like, "Yeah, Minshew can handle this. Is no big deal. He's a good backup quarterback." But they didn't bring the defense, and then Dak and I, I felt this was a bit gauche. Dak throws five touchdowns on this they kept like their
1: starters in for three quarters of the game there. Well, that against the Eagles backup
2: defense, and I'm like, I don't, I don't respect. Like, look, you're padding your stat. Everyone pads the stats. Some Brady padded his stats. You know, whatever, but. This was this was extreme padding of the stats. His his season long numbers are going to look a lot better because of a meaningless game against a a preseason defense. So that was that was disappointing. So I was one and one. The dream I always whenever I win the first game, the Thursday night game or the first Saturday, I'm like I'm going 16 and 0. You know I'm going to do it. I'm going to get the holy grail. (laughs) And I hate when I the dream is destroyed that quickly. You know they
1: I I realize that. So I took Dallas. Uh, But as as soon as I knew Hurts was going to be scratched, I thought the Cowboys were going to bench their starters too. I mean, because, and and I'm like, oh, why would they even bother? Well, now they're they're the three seed instead of the four. Now, if you're Dallas and Dallas fans, if you're listening, you know, chime in on this, would you rather face San Francisco, which you're doing or be the four seed and face Arizona again? Arizona to me doesn't look the part I'd rather, I don't know, but I mean, I don't trust either Arizona or San Francisco, to be honest with you, but we well, don't, don't trust You don't
2: trust them, but they're both dangerous. I mean, both of them, I mean, yeah. Arizona right. just beat Dallas in Dallas. Right, of course. And then, and then San Francisco's dangerous. I mean, so, uh, you know, I, yeah, I don't think it really mattered at all uh, whether they won or lost. I guess it could conceivably matter uh, maybe if there were, like, an upset later on, like, who could host, like, the title game. I don't even, I, I'd have to, like, game it out more, but um, it was really a game where neither team cared and Dallas mm. decided to try. Uh, I mean, they sat, you know, no Tyron Smith, no, uh, uh, Michael Parsons. I mean, there were a couple key guys that were sitting, but you know, Dak, I, I don't know. That was some serious stat padding and it, I was just pissed cause, um, because I had the Eagles plus seven and I thought that was a good pick, you know, going into the game, but yeah. let's, but let's get, let's get to the Let's get, let's not bury the lead, man. Let's just talk about this insane, uh, Sunday night game because, uh, it was, it was, it wasn't as good of a game as people are saying. It was the most bizarre, one of the most bizarre games. It was games. entertaining
1: though. It wasn't, yeah, it, was, yeah, uh, it was good. It was doesn't, kind of, you know, you don't have to be good to be entertaining.
2: Yes. It was entertaining. There's no doubt. Well, I was watching on the rewind. So I was just seeing play after play after play. So it was, it was, I can't even imagine dragging this thing out in real time. Where the you didn't Charms know the were, result, did you? No, I didn't know who's going to win. And I had the Raiders plus three and I needed it. And, um, you know, there were some times. I mean, the Raiders had it. They were up 15. It was like game over. And the the Chargers were, you know, you know, basically on match point, like 10 different points. They had 10 match points against them. They had the touchdown at fourth and 23. They had yeah. the two-point conversion. It was a must-have. It was must-have. It was over. They had at least three or four fourth and tens. One of them they didn't get, and there was like holding call. Five yards on you know, the It was, they showed,
1: so I'm, it was yeah, legit. That brought, one. Okay. It was legit. I didn't see Because yeah, okay. I'm sure they fast forwarded through that on the. Yeah. And, and they, it was a total hold, right? At, you know, right as he's making his break, they he totally got held. It was completely a good call. Okay. And by so, the way, that was the one call the Chargers got all night. The, oh yeah, the, no, the, the Raiders, Raiders got were some. Getting no, all th- the calls.
2: This is why this game was so just bananas because the the first Chargers drive, I mean, second Chargers drive where they scored a touchdown. It was third and long. They get a pass. It's tipped up in the air with two people. Receiver catches. They convert. New set of downs. Then it's third and 17 and uh, holding call. First down. They get another first down on a hold. When it's was third and 17, it was like, dude, what are you doing? You're holding like off the ball. Like You just gave him a first down on third and 17. Then they score a touchdown. Then the Raiders get the ball. Oh, uh, before that – no, the Raiders get the ball. Before that, they – miss Derek Carr, misses Zay Jones, wide open, yeah. just overthrows him Like just game. easy yeah. touchdown. No, that was early. And then they punt because of that. But then what's his name? Andre Roberts muffs the punt and the Raiders score a touchdown anyway. Yeah, and know. then on the next drive, after uh, the Chargers get all these cheap, like ways to get down the field, the, uh, the Raiders get like some cheap pass interference in the end zone. And they're like, just gifted a touchdown. So this game was so ridiculous from the, from the outset. It was like all this crazy stuff was going on. But then the Raiders basically salted it away. That crazy fourth and one at their own 20. They got stuffed. Uh, you know, the, the Chargers need it to be fourth and 10 or more. They can't deal with fourth and one. Yeah. And so they 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 get the field goal. They're up, they're up, eventually they're up, you know, 15, and it's over. But of course, these fourth and tens, it was just unbelievable. I mean, they were dead to rights. They couldn't, first through third down were just nothing. And on fourth and 10, it's like, you know, Herbert's under pressure. He moves around, he's like sliding, he sidearms it. just incredible that they survived so many match
1: points he had so many great throws in this game um and there were a lot of drops too yeah i mean the thing is like i kept on thinking okay we're gonna blame the fourth and one we're gonna blame this the fact is there were times he was hitting people in the hands he hit a guy in the chest one time uh they dropped it i mean it was it was wild how bad the hands were i mean you know then mike williams balled out later on made some great plays but still it, it was wild how bad some of this was um but yeah what and that this is we haven't even gotten to the craziness of overtime but that that was it was so crazy you're right about the zay jones things. there was another overthrow in overtime that if he connects and he was open it's a game over on the first drive of overtime for the raiders there was a deep play where zay jones had a step and a you know, car just missed him because that's what he does um but you know it, it was it, it was crazy there's so many different ways it could have ended um being but, on twitter but- for this game was amazing by the way just amazing. So many jokes to be made, so many uh-huh. wild observations just going back and forth. You know, it, it, there was a point where like, you're like, Goodell's like, hey guys, just make it look good, but still, you, you can do your right. tie thing. Right. But just make it look good. And they, it, it was all setting up to that. It was wild. Well, they
2: they, they delivered. I mean, they delivered and, and then some, but I yeah. will say a couple of things. One is, the more I thought about it like during the day after Jacksonville is winning and you also start to realize like for Pittsburgh and, and Baltimore, that game was supposedly kind of meaningless, but it's like, Jacksonville didn't have to win. Jacksonville just had to keep it close for those two teams to want to kill each other to win that game because um, if Jacksonville had a chance to win, of course, those teams had to try to win. Uh, Jacksonville wins easily, and then it wasn't even in doubt. And then I was thinking this is malpractice not to kneel down or uh, I think it was cheat had the idea of you don't even need to kneel down. You just like hang Mill off about. and you yeah. mingle about for the <laughs> whole quarter. You know The rest would call forward progress, but you could kind of dance around you for a bit.
1: You could even but- do it on the kickoff. You can yeah, do just it on the run keyboard. around,
2: hand it off. Yeah. Just kind of have some fun. Uh, there's a lot of trust involved by the other team, but the thing is there's, there's no benefit of, of burning the other team by winning the game because it's the same thing. Why create bad blood when, you know, it doesn't do you any good better than the tie. There's no added incentive except to like kiss up to the NFL. Oh, respect the shield. Oh, we got to respect yeah. the shield. Like this is bullshit. Respect the shield, dude. Who cares? Do you understand that a team, like the Packers, they, for God knows what reason, they left Aaron Rodgers in with this bad toe all game. I'm starting to think it's like the Kurt Schilling sock. I mean, how bad could the toe <laughs> possibly be? And I love Aaron Rodgers, but come on, dude. If your toe's that bad, you shouldn't be playing. But if, if the Packers had, had put in, you know, a third string QB, if they had called up practice squad players or whatever, nobody would have batted an eye and they lost 37 to nothing and it was a total joke. No problem. So, but a tie is beyond the pale. Come on. That's just absurd. You've right. earned the right to have a buy now both these teams get all you know uh someone else uh brought it up the uh the extra paychecks for the coaches the share the playoff shares for all this it's money for everybody um your fans get a playoff game you get a bye week in week 18 so you're totally fresh for the wild card game i mean they went to overtime it was this is like a war they went through to overtime and um it's, it's malpractice. They didn't just kind of shake hands and kneel down and say, you know what, I don't owe anything to the NFL. If the Steelers you know, have a problem with it, maybe they shouldn't have tied the Lions at home that time. And then, exactly. then we, and they would have made us play. We or have lost to, to play. the
1: Chargers or lost to the Raiders. You know, all, all of these things apply. Right. And meanwhile, right. by the way, the Steelers and Ravens almost tied in their own right. That I would have been yeah. amazing. That yeah. would have been that. the best part of it all. I mean, if they don't convert that fourth down pass to Ray-Ray McLeod, they might, you know, Ravens could have either driven or they could have easily ended in a tie. But uh, because, you know, the thing is, the Ravens are going to have Justin Tucker kicking the best field goal kicker of all time. I mean, it's just amazing. It could have both games could have ended in ties. I mean, talk about head exploding stuff. It would have been awesome.
2: Well, it was so funny too, because as the Raiders were driving uh, in, in overtime, you know, nobody was in any hurry because it's like for both teams, it's like, take your time. Let's not rush this, right? Like if the Raiders don't get close enough, um, you know, and and the clock runs out. I mean, if you they wouldn't have tried, I don't think, a 60 yard field goal because you get blocked, you start to like get it, you know, into a point where you know, a 60 yard field goal. Well, they have a really good kicker, actually, but you know, whatever 60 plus yeah. yard field goal. Normally it's like, I don't want to settle for a tie, let's get the win, right? But like if you start getting in the high 50s, you start the, the uh, risk reward starts going the other way on you and you know as far as the the chargers are concerned they're like dude take your time i saw that clock running down i'm like this is crazy like what's actually going to happen here and
1: well, they you, did- you, you saw so you, you you're, you're you didn't watch it live so did you get into the debate about why the the chargers called that time out did you notice that
2: no i didn't even notice that what okay
1: happened? so yeah that's i didn't think so because you watched it on game pass so no. Third and it's third and six or third and four, right. excuse me, for the uh, Raiders. And if they don't gain any more yards, it's a 55 yard field goal. Right. With five seconds left on the play clock, the Chargers on defense called a timeout. And you're like, what? Why are they doing that? And, and the, the, I think and the the explanation after the fact was, OK, you know, we were in the wrong defense. The Raiders are going to run a play here. They're, they're going to have a run play and we don't have our run package in there. But what that did is it almost kind of like it, the Raiders like, OK, we can get closer and win this game because right. there's actually a benefit to the Raiders winning this game. They, they want to avoid the Chiefs. Right. If, if they just tie, they're the seven seed. They go to Kansas City. Instead, they go face a you know an arguably an easier opponent in Cincinnati. Um, they're, they're going on the road either way. But they're, whereas with the Chargers, I think it was. You know, it, it's either it's you either, you know, it, either a win or a tie and they're in the same position, I think, seed-wise and all that. But there was an actual tangible, tangible benefit for the Raiders to win the game versus tie it. Uh, but you know, in the heat of the moment, they may not have thought about it as much. And Jacobs rips off a 10-yard run after that play. It was it was gonna be like a 55-57 right. yarder, which you don't right. know if you're gonna try that. 47, sure, no problem. We're gonna do that. The fact is that, and the Chargers said that they were in the wrong defense. But it was kind of like this whole like prisoner's dilemma thing: Are you cheating? Okay, I'm going to cheat because I think you might be cheating, and all that. It, it, they kind of went into that once they got the first down. They got into like, what do a you mean they, they,
2: they called the timeout to let them like,
1: like? Well, why did not? the defense call the timeout? Like, because they're just the the Raiders were taking their time on these running plays, right? Yeah, they weren't what? like they weren't showing any sort of urgency. And even after like, they, they, there was an interview like. You know, they asked "Car, did it change your mindset? Yeah, it did a little bit, he goes. And then, like, there was a a screen cap of, like, a a Raider player talking to Eckler saying, we thought you guys were just going to kneel it. And he goes, and he said the timeout changed things a little bit. So, I don't know. You know, I've seen some some other people make some good arguments that, no, they were going to try to kick anyhow all along. Right. If they weren't, well, why, why would the timeout? Why would, would the
2: timeout made them think about? Hey, you know, we actually, if we gain enough yards and make a make it an easier field goal, we can go to the five seed, and this is good for us. Is that that was the well, thing?
1: I, I, or it's just like, oh, why are you calling timeout? We're happy to content to let this game end, and now you're trying to stop the clock. What are you trying to get us? Well, how many here? seconds
2: were left? How many seconds were left on the clock on the 30, play clock?
1: Thirty-eight or se- oh, there were like four oh, seconds left oh, on the play clock. Thirty-eight oh. seconds left. So, say for instance, you get a stop. Are you trying to get the ball back now all of a sudden? Why are you calling timeouts on defense? Right.
2: Oh, They thought it was sort of like, it was like a paranoia, like uh, in uh, Dr. Strangelove, when like, you know, w- when you accidentally launched the nukes, then you're like, but they're going to think you did that on purpose. So now we got to launch all the nukes. It's like, right. you're trying to beat us? Oh, well, now we're going to beat you. It's like, we, we had this thing. It's a very fragile, uh, a fragile truce that you have between you and the other team. It's like, if you even suspect that they're trying to win, you got to beat them. But right. you know, as long as you trust each other, I think they were going to do the. It seemed to me like they were going to do the field goal all along. Um, I think that's they, probably the right
1: inference, but we don't know for sure. It's so but that
2: they weren't, but they weren't overly uh, concerned about it the way they would be in a game where a win is better than substantially better than a tie, like a regular season game. They were like, yeah, we're going to try to get into field range, but there was no hurry, there was no urgency to it. Um, and you're right, maybe the timeout like made them run a really good play or you know figure out exactly what they're going to do. But yeah. what a just bananas? Uh, I mean, even the Steelers, you know, who, who were in, like they had to wait to see if that field goal cleared. I mean, they didn't know. Yeah. Um, and it was almost a tie also. Yeah, it was just, it was just bananas. I couldn't believe what I was watching. The fourth and tens, I'm like, first of all, I would have been pissed if the Chargers covered. Like that's what I was worried about because they could have covered in overtime. <laughs> and they settled, you know, <clears throat> the worst thing that happened was that the Raiders scored a, a field goal in overtime to go up. And the Chargers drove down. And it was third and six, you know, deep in Raider territory. And they failed. And was fourth and six. And because it was overtime and they were down three, they settled for the field goal. But I'm like, dude, they would have scored a touchdown if they just kept going on fourth down. (laughs) Like, they couldn't be stopped on fourth down. I'm like, I was relieved. I was like, okay, now I got the cover pretty much because, you know, next score wins. But at first I was like, I guess they're going to kick the field goal to tie it. I guess. You just converted like eight fourth and tens in a row. You have fourth and six. You can win the game but you're like, let's just tie it. I understand why they tied it, but like, think about it, what just happened. And all of a sudden, fourth and six was a bridge too far. It was, right. it was interesting. You know,
1: I think they, they kind of screwed up by, after they got to the like second and six, they threw it twice, stopped yeah. the clock two incompletions too. I mean, they run the ball twice as less time on the clock. Maybe the Raiders aren't, you know, don't have enough time to get into field goal position too. So you know, that, there's all sorts of little permutations there that are just wild about this game. Um, we could talk about it forever, but we got a lot of other stuff, other stuff yeah. to cover. Uh, quickly, a note from our friends at WinBet if there's one thing we appreciate here at RotoWire, it's making good decisions and even more so making the right decision. Listen up, folks. I have an incredible offer for you with RotoWire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user-friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over-unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more are at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at Baccarat. WinBet is currently available in seven states. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk-free bet up to five hundred dollars on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W Y N N B E T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. Chris, you talk about want to talk about bearing the lead. You didn't know. I don't think you've noticed this. And uh, I, I hate to advertise it, but you know, I had a. In some ways, I had a really good week. You know, I, I won in DFS. won Tower's DFS contest, whatever. But it, it's nice. cool. Um, the Bengals got to rest their starters. I was wildly entertained. But I had the all-time biggest choke in stake league. I lost to Len by 90 points, and he passed me in the oh stake Oh, my bat.
2: God. I am oh the self-buyer. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Sorry, dude. That is horrible. I did not even it notice. It was the,
1: the chokiest choke that ever choked. Deontay Johnson dropped passes like it was last year. Kyle Pitts, you know, I screwed up too. I could have benched Kyle Pitts for Hunter Henry, which was a 10 point It was like 11 point difference. Um, but I thought when they announced that Pitts was active and playing in this game, I swapped Pitts back in. Because I'm like, Henry, he's touchdown only. He won't do anything. So, of course, this week he goes for like 100 yards. Um, and Pitts goes for like two for 15. It, it was crazy. Um, and everything I, you know, Nick Chubb gets screwed again all the time. Dearness Johnson's getting goal line carries. Uh, you know, Chubb got like 10 carries. I would have been better off like finding somebody, some schlub off the waiver wire, but I scored like 77 points this week. It was horrible.
2: Oh man, my condolences. And we were mocking Len the whole year about his, about being a buyer. Len must be over the moon. What a triumphant uh, week eighteen for him to come back from that kind of deficit. He was worried about being the double buyer eight weeks ago, and now he's not even buying at all. I mean, I was I, in I'm the so, championship game last week in this stupid league, and now you're a, at least you're a self buyer. I mean, you're only right. going to buy, but you still have to deal with people like me ordering eight steaks, and you still got to pay for you know a sixth of that. You know, whatever. I'm just going to enjoy
1: the meal. I'm going to yeah. enjoy a good meal with my friends. I had Daniel Carlson going by the way too. That was, that was the crazy thing. I, I actually. Wow. You know, he got me seventeen points. I'm like, okay, and that, that's the only. Thing, but you know, if I do, how, mo- how much did
2: you win for Tot DFS this week?
1: I don't know how much money I won, but basically, it, it's probably going to be a net even because I'll probably pay what 150 bucks is my share, or yeah, you know, something like right. that.
2: About that, yeah,
1: yeah, um, I'll be fine. But mm-hmm. it, and I'm going to enjoy a good dinner with friends. But
2: it's just, just to get rug pulled like that on, on week 18 is rough. That's so yeah. crazy, man. That is so crazy. People don't know how important the stake league is. Like, it's not. You know, I mean, obviously it was more money to us 20 years ago than it is now, but it's the status. You know, when you go to the, when you go to the dinner, um, you're either a buyer or you're an eater and, uh, being a buyer, even a self buyer, it's, you know, it's a little diminishing for one soul to have to sit there and watch people stuff their faces on your dime. Uh, and being an eater, it's sort of a fraternity of evil. You can be part of the fraternity of evil. You and the other eaters are evil and you're going to extract from people beyond what you need for your nutrit for your, uh, basic nutrition. And, yeah. uh, you know, you, you thought you were part of team evil, uh, laughing at the buyers. And now, uh, I lost like five points,
1: five rippling points
2: there. Yeah, that's, that's tough. And it was just, and and you probably just didn't take it very seriously, right? Cause you had nothing to gain, um, by setting your lineup back. I guess you did pay attention to the tight end, but that was it.
1: I mean, I set my lineup. I just, everybody came up short. It was great. I, my de- my defensive lineman didn't get any points. He was a Bengal, right. so that's kind of on me. I could have, right. I could have picked up anybody. Maybe would have gotten a stack. But Nick Chubb got six and a half points. Uh, Javante Williams got seven point four. Just think if it's you know, if it's he getting the goal line carry instead of Melvin Gordon. He get he he holds on to the ball. The, he scores a touchdown later. The Broncos win. A lot, lots of alternate universes out there.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, Devontae Freeman had three point seven yards. They decided this was the Latavius Murray week. Um, Keenan Allen gets eight points, you know, just everything went wrong. It was crazy.
2: Just think of the alternate <sighs> universe though, where you got, uh, zero points this week or that you were the, the, the stake league double buyer with zero points on the season. And there is one uh, of the, you know, of the yeah. many, uh, you know, the, 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 many multiverses that split every fraction of a second. So
1: yeah, just, MCU y- y- is y- doing still... all this multiverse stuff right now. So, uh, yeah, yeah it, it's. Uh, do you watch any of those did you see the new spider-man
2: no i haven't seen uh i haven't seen any of that they're okay. doing uh that's it's like a quantum that they're doing that they're doing that's a
1: the... lot of that and so so did loki i won't get into it too much okay. just for the people who are still looking to see it but uh all it's right. pretty cool because it, and it, the comic books got into it too so yeah. um they're kind of they're being loyal to that which is kind of cool too uh, but yeah so that was that was terrible i mean i did get to watch i mean i the morning the, the early slate first of all like Watching the Colts just, oh my God, choke away so, so badly. Uh once they got down like 16-3, it, you knew it was over. You know, you know, it's like you know Carson Wentz is not going to be able to rally. This is not a team that can win from behind. They're they like the Pats that they're great bullies, but they're not a great comeback team.
2: No, they're I mean, Wentz is bad. He's just not good. And uh Taylor's great, but Jacksonville stops the run and they set out to stop the run. And Trevor Lawrence played capably, and Marvin Jones made some plays, and that was it. I mean, they just beat them. It wasn't close. I mean, the no. Colts <clears throat> the Colts actually scored in garbage time, but that was their only touchdown of the day. And, uh, you know, I, I, it's so weird because the Colts were 7-7, seven and seven, but they had beaten some good teams, and they had looked really tough. And they go in, and they beat Arizona on the road. And they go in, and they crush New England also. So they beat they they beat Arizona on the road. They beat New England at home soundly, and you're like, okay, they're they're now they've got a um, home
1: game against the Raiders, and then they get Jacksonville. They're in, you know. Yeah, they
2: sorry. The they were six and they were, yeah. It was just they were sorry. They were um, whatever. I'm getting the the actual. They weren't seven. They're they were nine eight. and six. They were nine and, then, and six. So they yeah. were nine and six, and yeah, they were seven and six. Then they win these two huge games against tough teams, and those teams, Arizona and uh, and New England, were better at the time too, and then. They got two easy games, a home game against the Raiders and at Jacksonville. Okay, they're, they're going to end up 11-6. They're going to maybe push Tennessee for the, the division title. And no, uh, they lose both of those games to the Raiders, who are actually a decent team. And then they get beat by Jacksonville badly. What a way to get knocked out of the playoffs. But, you know, this is kind of like Phillip Rivers one year and Carson Wentz the next. Um, that's below the threshold that you need. You know, you need to get um somebody even Jared Goff on the Lions is better than those guys I think and um you just need like that baseline QB that isn't a net negative and and those guys Davis
1: Mills could have been better I mean, I th- I, I mean
2: next year I would definitely take Mills over Wentz but you know they, they didn't know that they didn't know who he was at the time
1: what's worse is they paid for the privilege both yeah. in terms of the the draft the draft picks they gave up two first rounders right and then they get and they took on this massive cap hit I mean and they're they are he's under contract for next year I mean and the Eagles I mean they make the playoffs and get good draft picks too they get the they get the Dolphins and they get the you know the, the
2: and they got Minshew for a sixth who's better than Wentz who's cheap yeah. you know you know it's a real indictment though of the Chargers is that they've got Justin Herbert on a rookie contract okay so they've got this guy who is playing at a, you know, a top three or four QB in the league level on a rookie deal. And they couldn't make a seven team playoff in their conference. Yeah, the Bengals, that is the that Bengals, bad.
1: Burrow and Herbert are the two most valuable contracts in football. Yeah. Um, and it's oh,
2: not even close. It's not even close.
1: Yeah. And yeah, it, it is kind of crazy. And the thing is, the Chargers, they had a couple things that, you know, and I know we, we spent a lot of time, on, but they're, they're, they're interesting, but you know, they can't, they couldn't stop the run. And they couldn't stop the run all year, and they couldn't stop the run when it mattered most against, in that overtime against Josh Jacobs. They got that 10-yard run, and that's what made it an easy field goal attempt for Carlson. It made it easy to them to decide to even kick it, for that matter. And in all the the previous runs prior to that, to get to that spot. And then the thing is, the right side of their offensive line got hurt early in the year, and they never recovered from that. Because that was the other thing in that a consistent threat in that game, is the Raiders' pass rush was making life miserable yeah. for Herbert.
2: Right, but he still got him back to a tie in overtime under pressure. I know,
1: despite all that, yeah. And
2: they knew, knew he was throwing every single play. Um, and so, I don't know. It's, it, there's something off about that. I mean, maybe Staley will turn out to be a good coach. I wonder if he's just optimizing for one thing, the sort of like, ana, like surface analytics. I don't want to say analytics. Analytics is deep. Analytics covers second-order effects if you do it right. But sort of surface-level optimization of – uh, you know, Oh, who cares about the run? You know, analytics showed us the run doesn't matter, things like that. And, uh, and it's come back to bite him that, that he doesn't really, he's missing some, uh, important second order effects of running the ball. Although he talked about it. He was the guy who said running the ball has second order effects. Um, and so he's the guy who talked about it. So there, he's not unaware of it, no. but the way that the team was run, um, they, they somehow have one of the, as you said, I, I should have included Burrow in my column. I Forgot about him, it's because he'd been hurt last year, and I'd kind of crossed him off. It's like, but based on the way he's played the last month, he and he and Herbert, they're the two commodities. I mean, Mahomes is great, but he's getting paid like it, and all the older quarterbacks are getting paid like crazy too. So those are the two most valuable contracts in, in sports, and you got to make the playoffs because the edge of having Herbert for that price uh in a salary cap league um is just it's it's massive and and to not make the playoffs means you you had it's you know it's it's bigger than mike trout you know before he got his big contract and baseball doesn't have a salary cap but it it was angels-esque failing to make the uh playoffs that's a good comp
1: that's a very good comp i I like that comp
2: well then well trout got hurt by trout and otani (laughs) it's like okay we don't make the playoffs with trout and otani
1: yeah that that's that's right that's right it's crazy um Let's talk. We'll talk coaches here in a second, but first, quick note from our friends at HOFR. This episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast is brought to you by HOFR Daily Fantasy Sports, refined. No confusing salary caps, no annoying player drafts. Just simple multiple choice questions on the stats you know and the players you love. That's right. The majority of HOFR contests, HOFR contests are focus on single sporting events and only feature questions about popular players and recognizable stats, allowing users to make their picks confidently and quickly. Plus you never play against the house or reverse those fantasy sharks. The playing field is level for even the most amateur user to find him or herself landing in the money. Unlike other apps where an incorrect answer can end your night on HOFR, the incorrect answers never eliminate you from competition. The other night, the questions were as simple as, How many touchdowns will Tom Brady throw? And which player will have the most rushing yards? So make your NFL Sunday picks with confidence and ease on HOFR. So do not wait another second. Download HOFR, that's H-O-F-R, from the Apple App Store or Google Play Store right now. HOFR, it's everything the fantasy sports world has been waiting for. All right. uh, Silly season. The coaching season has already started. Lots of guys have already started to lose their jobs, Chris. Uh, Panjo got uh, fired on Sunday morning. They didn't wait very long at all to swing that axe. We already knew about uh, Jacksonville being open. Now Matt Nagy has been fired. And the big shocker... uh, Mike Zimmer has been fired along with his GM. But the big shocker is Brian Flores getting fired in Miami. They won like 8 out of 9 down the stretch. He's had like just a couple years there. Uh, But... Yeah, Stephen Ross, the owner, wants his guy, I guess.
2: I didn't even realize that Flores had been fired. I saw Nagy and I saw Zimmer, but those were kind of foregone conclusions. Brian Flores got fired on a winning season, sweeping the Patriots with that roster, with Tua coming back, you know, banged up for a few weeks with that with all the injuries they had, and having basically, you know, nobody of these young guys that he's developing. They fired Flores, really. Dude, I would fire like three quarters of the coaches of the league tomorrow to hire Flores.
1: Yeah, uh, it's. I, I think he's a good coach. Now, you could argue that maybe he, he ran a terrible offense, uh, but you know that that he's not the one that drafted an offensive line that can't protect Tua. Now, maybe you know you spend a top ten draft pick on Tua, and the offense looks like a high school offense. Maybe that's it. I get it. Because it is an ugly, it's not a it's not a aesthetically pleasing offense to say the least. You see, like isn't, isn't he a defensive coach though, Flores? I think so too. Uh he is. Well um, I just
2: hire hire a good offensive coordinator. I mean, what's the anyway? That that, that team was one and seven. And they finished nine and eight. That's yeah. bizarre. The other guy that I heard was on the chopping block was the uh the Texans guy. Uh what's his name? Yeah, Cully,
1: mind? I heard was on it beforehand. But like, but so far that has that axe hasn't swung, but still could. I mean, Joe Judge played, still is employed. Um, and that's I mean, the Gi-
2: the giant, the Giants, John Mara, uh, I don't want to say this for sure, but you know, my thesis about John Mara, some of the things he's done. Um, he stand, he stood by his kicker, uh, who was accused of some pretty bad stuff. And then mm-hmm. as soon as the, the, the tide turned, he, he, they dumped him and it was kind of like one or the other, right? I'm not saying what was the right call initially. I'm just saying you don't do it because of you either stand by the guy or you don't, um, but you don't like make a show of it and then cave right away. Uh, there was a bunch of things like that. I think with Beckham, he, he was kind of uh, nutless. And, you know, my thesis is that a lot of these guys, it's like, you know, the show succession, right? You get Logan Roy builds the company and he's kind of a bastard, but he's, he's really competent, really sharp. And then you have a bunch of kids that grow up rich and they just kind of play it being a business, running a business, but they don't really know. Cause they've never really had to do anything uh, they've grown up in too much comfort, and and I think some of these second generation owners are just kind of living off the the family legacy. And the Giants, it seems that it's like they're a class organization, like the Roonies, the Maras. That's like the old school, right? And it's like they don't fire anybody; they they stick with people way too long, uh, typically. And uh, you know, I don't, I'm not like Judge has to go; he's the problem. I don't even think Gettleman's that bad, and people hate Gettleman. They basically were the least i think they were the worst team in the league by the end of the year um because of their quarterback situation but they couldn't the even op-
1: ro- roster a full roster they they couldn't because of the salary cap for some reason they could not top uh, they couldn't even have a full 53, 53. Man roster. Yeah.
2: well so so here's the thing so they there were two things one is the offensive line which they invested in was just terrible and the other was you know, so I actually liked when they took Glen signed Glennon, not because I like Glennon, but because it was a commitment to Daniel Jones to be the guy or not and not have some sort of controversy. And so I was like, all right, it's Daniel Jones's job to win or lose. And then they can move on. Um, you don't want to have it so that like, you know, you, 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 draft Trey Lance, but you've got Jimmy G there. And it's like, who's even the quarterback for next year? It'll, it'll be Trey Lance, but you end up just like stunting development. Okay. Give Daniel Jones the reins. There's nobody who's serious. Who's, who's going to compete, but the cost of that was when Jones got hurt and Jones was not playing well. And, and the Giants offense was already bad. It was below a pro level. So he and Jake from, is just, you had a zero at quarterback and then you had a bad offensive line with it. And it was just, it was not I didn't watch the Giants games the last week. I've yeah. watched every Giants game for like 20 years. And I was just like maybe 40 years. And I was just like, I am not going to watch this. Um, so, you know, yeah. I, I'd be fine if they cleaned house but I don't know that it's judge per se or whatever. I would take Flores over judge because judge hasn't really shown anything. He's just sort of a, I just give him a sort of a, not a pass even just like a no. It's like he hasn't had much to work with, but, um, but you know, look what Cully does with the team that doesn't have much to work with. Or look what uh, Dan Campbell does with the team. There's not much to work with. So that
1: was the, the, those are the two best games of the morning slate. You know, the early slate yesterday, it was the lions Packers in Houston, Tennessee, because you know, those two teams, they might be bad, but they're, they're entertaining. They're playing hard. Um, now granted, they're not winning, but still it's not their fault. They didn't construct that roster. They just stepped into the job. Brian Flores, he won 19 games over the last two years. Now Brian co- Flores
2: is a top 10 coach, right? Like you'd, you'd, you'd say like Belichick and Andy Reid and John Harbaugh and Mike Tomlin and the guys who have consistently won, obviously, Vrabel. I mean, guys, yeah. Vrabel is now, but I think you put Flores there with like, you know, the other upstarts like Dan Campbell, who looks like a good coach, guys who seem like they get their players to play. And Flores does that. I, we talked about this before. Uh, but I think I talked about it with Sislowski too, but like we talked about an XM that I'd say like, I don't know what the percentage is, but like 70% of the job, maybe more is getting these guys to show up, commit to their assignments, be tough, be a hard out. And then, you know, 10 or 15% is like that X's and O's and and the you know down and distance stuff. And anyway, the X's and O's, you outsource the coordinators usually anyway. So it's like down and distance stuff. I um, mean, it matters, but you know, having a team like the Steelers that's going to play hard matters more. Having a team like the Titans that's going to play hard matters more than that stuff. Yep. And, and it seems like Flores at least had that and just get him a good coordinator. But um, wow, that's shocking. He's going to get snapped up though pretty quick, I think.
1: I think so too. I, I think so too. Um, so it it was really surprising to see that one. Uh, you know, I, I think that there'll be now. The question is, yeah, can he get the offensive side? Can he get the right offensive coordinator? But I, you know, the Miami's owner Stephen Ross is like one of the sneaky bad owners in the NFL. Remember, this is the same guy who's trying to orchestrate the trade for Deshaun Watson, like basically doing it on his own. You know, he was the one like, go trade for Watson. Yeah, I know we have two and we gave up the world to get to it, but go trade for Watson. So maybe this is, uh, this is part of that because he cited he, Ross said he cited uh, communication as an issue there. I mean, so clearly he wants to have his guys and all that. He's one of those hands-on owner types. So uh, yeah, but he kept the GM, which is the other thing. So there might've been a power struggle. There's stuff, you know, the stuff that happens behind the, the scenes that we don't know about sometimes that, that, that could be very well it, but I'm not trying to justify it at all. I think it's kind of, I think it's really dumb and stupid that they did that, but anywho, um, it, that, that that's going to be fun. Well, there's going to be other firings too. I still think Judge should get fired. I still think, uh, I, I think that Matt Rule has is, you know, the, the worm has turned on him. You know what though? I, I will say this here in an argument in favor of being patient is the Bengals and Zach Taylor, because, Look at what happened in year three with uh, the Bengals and Taylor year two with the, with their franchise quarterback franchise quarterback stays healthy for the full season. You know, it gets that full development. Good things happen. You know, a long-term plan comes into play and it actually works. Um, I don't know if Zach Taylor is the top 10 coach yet. I'm not, I'm, I'm not completely sold on that.
2: He's top 30 for sure. The, the thing, <laughs> the, the thing is, the thing about this is it's coaches are like quarterbacks, like kickers the vast middle doesn't matter, right? So it's just whatever the circumstances are really bad ones matter to the negative and really good ones matter to the positive, but the vast middle are basically fungible. Um, And so he was bad. Then he gets burrow burrow gets stays healthy. They get Jamar chase T. Higgins. As you said, all of a sudden they're good. Well, yeah, because it's easy to coach when you have, you know, one of the young rising star quarterbacks and incredible skill players on offense. And it's hard to coach, when you have like the carcass of Andy Dalton and a bunch of scrubs when he got hurt yep. playing. So, you know, most of these guys, um, you know, you know, we're, uh, we're just quick to, to judge, um, no pun intended. And it's really not indicative one way or the other. Now out of those scrubs or, or good seasons, some unique ones will emerge. Like maybe Dan Campbell's a great coach. Maybe Flores is a great coach. We don't know yet. Um, and we'll, we'll find out eventually, but, um, Mostly, they're in the middle, and it's just circumstance. And you know, it's like half the teams—not half, but like a third of the teams—are going to have good seasons. A third of the teams are going to have average seasons, and a third of the teams are going to have bad seasons. And every time you're in the bottom third, if you just clean house, it's like, well, I mean, there's always like a thirty percent chance you you underperform, you know, by a margin, you know, by a decent margin. So, um, right, you know, I, I wouldn't. I, I think people are rash. I mean, Nagy's been around a long time. Zimmer's been around a long time. I mean, I think those guys.
1: It was time for a change. And that, that was, you know, that was warranted. Nagy's been around for four years, by the way. Um, yeah. It's not that long. And he was coach of the year in his first year.
2: Yeah. So I, I think he's all right. Well, yeah, he had like a great defense that year, right? So it was easy to coach. Uh, and, you know, now his defense is just so-so. And I think he's okay, Nagy. I just think that you get four years and you don't distinguish yourself as a great coach go ahead and move on. It's just like a quarterback, right? Like Danny Dimes is below the threshold, like by a decent margin, but even like Baker, right? It's like Baker Mayfield's better than Danny Dimes, but like you had four years, you're okay. You're decent. Like, I don't, I don't see a problem moving on at that point. I wouldn't move on from a guy after one year, you know, Zach Wilson looks shaky, but it's one year, give him a couple of years, but four years, you know, there's a chance he blows up for somebody else. Maybe I wouldn't be too scared of it. I think he could, you know, end up being like a, good quarterback on a winning team for somebody for sure. They were a winning team last year. Uh, yeah. But um but like you know after four years I think you, you start to get like we're not worried this guy's a genius or anything or this guy's a you know an elite player. And so you I think you can safely move on and Zimmer same thing. It's like he did all right. The Vikings have been decent but it's time to move on.
1: Yeah I guess I guess so. Um before we finish up the podcast got some more business to take care of real quick. Skybox Sports Network is your hardcore source for odds and sports tickers. Skybox Sports has been creating an entertaining and relevant products for restaurants, sports bars, casinos, race and sports books, arenas and stadiums for years. Now you can bring a little Vegas into your fan cave. Skybox's low cost and state-of-the-art Wi-Fi platform is a simple and affordable plug, play and activate format. Skybox Sports tickers bring you live odds, propositions, fantasy scores, hires, fires, trades, breaking news, and recaps with in-depth coverage for the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, NASCAR, UFC, specialty events, and more. Visit skyboxsportsnetwork.com and use promo code ROTOWIRE5 for a 5% discount off your order. This ROTOWIRE podcast is brought to you by
3: my favorite meal kit, Factor. I gave Factor a try and I can tell you firsthand eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every meal arrives fresh, not frozen, and they're chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just 2 minutes. Every week, you'll have over 35 different options to choose from, and there's something for every diet, including calorie smart, protein plus, and keto, and there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and get after those wellness goals. One of my favorite things about Factor, is the convenience. We're talking meals that are good to go in two minutes or less. You can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. There's no prep, there's no mess, no cooking, no cleanup, none of that. It's perfect if you have a busy lifestyle and you can't dedicate an hour-plus each day to preparing lunch or preparing dinner. Factor's the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Factor also offers options for every meal. Pancakes, smoothies, you name it. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, dinner, whatever you need, Factor has it. Factor's also tailored to your schedule, so you can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you could pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. We've done the math, we've run the numbers over here. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be both nutritious and delicious. Head over to Factormeals.com slash RotoWire50 and use the code RotoWire50. That'll get you 50% off your order. That's code RotoWire50 at Factormeals.com slash RotoWire50 to get 50% off today.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform
1: Thanks to Skybox, thanks to the Blue Wire Network for uh, hosting our podcast on their network. Uh, let's talk a little Rams and Niners. That was the other wild game I thought, uh, and had had some serious implications. Uh, I, I was with the the the, the I w- it was near. I would say I was I was with the the Twitter majority thinking Jimmy G should have been benched in the second quarter after that pick. He threw that duck. And I just thought, okay, it's game over. 17-0 Rams. They just picked off Garoppolo. He can't throw it deep. That seems obvious after that duck. Uh, it's time to make a change. It wasn't. It turned out it wasn't.
2: Yeah, uh, it was 17-0 to a good team uh, on the road. It's, it's crazy they won that game. And McVay had never lost a game while leading in half. But McVay lost this game. I mean, McVay did one of the most cowardly things I saw all day, probably the most cowardly thing of all the things. You know, they made fun of – uh, Ted Bell brought up, they made fun of uh, Joe judge for, you know, like running the ball in third and nine deep in his own end, but what was he going to do anyway? They made, you know, there was the kind it of, it was the uh, fact
1: that it was the the formation, the quarterback sneak and they did the uh, same thing on second down too. That's the yeah. thing that was so that cool they were like, well,
2: it. but like, you know, what were they going to do? That team was so dead, but anyway, so there yeah. was that there was the Brandon Staley going forward and, you know, deep in his own end, but none of that comes close to what McVay did where, um, it was, uh, 20, it was 24, 17 Rams and it's, there's, you know, there's like two minutes left in the game and it's third and nine. They hand it off twice to use the Niners timeouts. And on 39, they hand it off again, gets tackled after two yards and punted back to them with one thirty four and no timeouts left. I mean, dude, you think use make them use that last timeout is that big of a deal. You've got like a 30% chance of converting that 39 to Cooper cup or whatever um, with against a bad secondary. And the game is over. It's just it was, over. It's,
1: and it was only third and seven too. It wasn't even as bad as it's oh, even worse. Yeah. yeah. It
2: was like, just, it's like you have a 35% chance of just converting that and ending the game, but instead you're going to run it where you have like a 10% chance. Um, yep. and, and then, you know, so what, so you made them burn a timeout and punt it back to them. They shouldn't have touched the ball again, or maybe they should have, but, who cares if they have the extra, you know, 30 seconds or the extra timeout. I mean, that was just unbelievable. I was, you know, I had the Niners plus three. I mean, so four and a half or whatever it was, three and a half. I was like, thank thank you. I was like, thank you for doing that. And then, you know, Debo made that incredible. Like Debo Samuel was such a good player. It's oh not just, <clears throat> it's not just the fantasy thing, which he was a monster this year, but that guy like catches it He was like turned around, sees the ball coming, kind of sticks his hand out, grabs it. Deeks, two guys runs for another 30 yards. Like that guy is just so aware. He's just a natural football player. That guy. And he's so physical. He's their best running back. He's their best receiver. He's their best quarterback. I mean, he just, this guy just did everything. And, um, what a game. I mean, that was, and, and, you know, it was a great drive to come back. It was just, uh, I don't know. It was just, a, and, and Shanahan said, if we want to run the ball 40 times and they just kept running it, they kept uh, running it down their throats. It was just a, uh, and then running
1: that trick play where Debo throwing the ball was just amazing. Yeah, I mean, it it, it it was it was wild. I mean, if you're a Niners fan, you have to be over the moon just watching that. You know, it does raise the question though. Lance may not play again. He might not be the guy next well, year. Dalton if the, says if the no. Niners go on a run. Okay. What if the Niners win two games in the playoffs?
2: Okay, so this is what I wrote about this in my column. I, I think the reason why, um. Lance is definitely starting Week One next year. Even though I hope not for Dalton's sake, because I just want to mock him all all next year. Is that is that if Garoppolo does play really well in the playoffs and they lose, you know, say in the you know championship game or whatever, then his, he'll have trade value. Like the Broncos and Steelers need QBs. The Giants need a QB. Like Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers can't play for everybody, um, and so somebody's going to need a Garoppolo level QB because Teddy Bridgewater and you know. Mason Mason Rudolph and Daniel Daniel Jones are not cutting it so um I think Garoppolo especially in a place like Denver that has a good setup could actually be you know good he can throw a decent ball um so if he were to play well in the playoffs against good defenses um I think they'd be able to trade him for like a, you know he's got a huge contract but it's only for one more year and so maybe they could get you know I don't know, a second round pick or a third round, you know, maybe they maybe could, the
1: Colts could trade another first round pick for
2: him. <laughs> he'd be perfect for the Colts because he'd be just under the threshold that they need yet again. Uh, but maybe not. May, but, but I think Garoppolo is better than Wentz and, and Rivers and he's better than Bridgewater. So, um, you know, I, I think if he does well, it gives them a, a, a path to trading him. And, and if he does poorly, then they're not going to use him anyway. So I'm almost positive Lance is starting week one.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I, I, am going to make a completely unsourced prediction here. Russell Wilson's going to be the source of like the source of all this trade speculation and he's going to stay put. Okay. But Kirk cousins and Jimmy G are going to get traded. One of them will go to Denver. One of them will go to Carolina.
2: Yeah. I mean, they would be big improvements. I think cousins in Denver could be good. Um, I think, I think he could, uh, that would be a good fit cuz he's you know he, he's used to having good receivers and he would have him there.
1: Yeah, I mean Denver's got a roster that is pretty solid but the QB position is way way below everybody else in the division. Think about that there. You've got Mahomes, you got Herbert, say what you will about Carr, but Carr above whatever Denver had going at quarterback this year whether it's yeah. Bridgewater or uh or, or Lock obviously. Uh but Jimmy G versus a car you know versus that at least car would be at that level he's at the level
2: yeah i think i think jimmy g and car comparable um car might be better actually because he makes fewer mistakes but jimmy g yeah. throws a nice ball i mean that's probably the thing is though qbs are like coaches you know it's like the vast middle like the jimmy g's and cars they're so situationally dependent like you, you, you put them in a situation where the line doesn't play well and you're like oh my god this guy's like the worst quarterback i've ever seen you put him in a situation where the line is good you're like Wow, this guy throws an incredible ball. Look at look at you know he's carving people up, and he's right at that level where you know where the environment's really going to make all the difference.
1: Yeah, he is. He is. So I it'll be uh we'll be fine. I mean Russell Wilson looked better the last couple of weeks. You know is that enough just to give this false hope or maybe actual hope? I don't know. Uh, they have to in what we'll decide they have to decide what to do with Rashad Penny. I think well I think they didn't pick up his option, so I think he's a free agent. So. I It'll be interesting did, to see where
2: he not. lands. About yeah. Penny, I mean, if, if we knew that, you know, that exercise I do that everybody in the league would stay healthy. Uh, he got a four-year deal in 20. Oh know he, he, yeah, they declined his option in May of this year. You're right. They didn't pick it up. Um, yeah. If we knew that everybody in the league would miraculously stay healthy, there's no injuries, no COVID list next year. Everybody plays the full season. Right. Where does Penny get drafted? Second round. I mean, we're like, we know everyone's staying healthy. I mean, Penny is like, he's dynamic. He's explosive. The guy breaks away. People he, was, don't catch him. he was out
1: running Buddha Baker I know. in that big play. I mean, yeah. he is, he's, and he's huge too for that speed. Yeah. I mean, he, you can see why they took him in the first round. It's just, you know, there's just those little glimpses, but I mean, we're talking about four or five weeks in a row here. Like my God, you got, they're really going to be, it's going to be a tough decision, but uh, anyways, uh, a lot more to talk about. We're going to be doing a lot of playoff stuff this week uh, on the XM show. So, and of course, we'll do we'll do fantasy playoff talk this week on the uh, podcast as well later on. But uh, we got to sign off now. So, I want to thank uh, WinBet for the uh, season long sponsorship. Chris and I will be doing the XM show later. If you want to catch that, uh, we'll be doing it all week long. So, thanks for listening. Jake and uh, Joe will be at you tomorrow. Take care.
4: dot
2: com.